Grace to and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. This morning I'm finishing up my stewardship series. We've been talking about the joy of God's blessings. And today I want to finish up with the joy of sharing God's blessing. You know, there's more in the New Testament about sharing and giving than almost any other subject. And today, Jesus tells a parable about that very thing. It says a lawyer in our modern translations. Really, I think a better translation is a scribe. They were religious lawyers. They were uh, experts in God's law. And he comes and he wants to kind of put Jesus on the spot. It says he wanted to test him. So he asked him, what must I do to eat? to inherit eternal life. And Jesus loves to do this. Kind of go through the scriptures sometime and and watch what he does. When someone asks him a question, he often turns it back on that person. And he says, well, you're an expert in the law. What do you think is the thing you should do? And this scribe says, well, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength, with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, that's great. Do it. Uh Uh-oh. This didn't work. So the scribe has to think again, okay? It says he wanted to justify himself. So he's, I can just, okay, okay. Jesus, now, now tell me, who is my neighbor? So Jesus then tells this parable of the Good Samaritan. I think Kelly said, uh, Samaritans and Jews, it was a big deal. She's right, but it was not a big deal. It was a big deal. They, They hated one another. In fact, just to show you how much animosity there was, a Jew wouldn't even walk through the territory of the Samaritans. The Samaritans were half-Jews. They had intermarried. And it was almost worse than being a total outsider because you've given up the faith. So they just did nothing together. And then he says these two religious people just walked by the man who was hurt. But then the Samaritan, it says he had compassion on him. And what does he do? He uses his time. He uses his effort. He uses his gifts. He uses his money to care for that man, a hated enemy. In fact, when they say that he gave the two denarii to the innkeeper, I've been told that in those days, that would probably keep somebody in an inn for two months. He didn't know this man, but out of generosity, out of love for God, he uses everything to help this man. And now Jesus turns the question back on this scribe again, and he says, now who do you think was the neighbor to this man? Was it the two religious people who just walked by or this hated Samaritan? And what's interesting is the scribe won't even say it's the Samaritan. He says, "Uh, I guess it's the one who showed mercy to the man. Yeah, you're right. But then I think this is the real important thing for you and for me today. 
Jesus says to this man, and I think he's saying to us today, go and do likewise. That's the challenge we face in our world today, to go and do likewise, to to show mercy. Well, how do we do that? How do we show mercy like this Samaritan? You know, it would be really easy for me to stand up here today and say, just use your time, just use your talents, just use your treasures, do it, and I could end my sermon. But that's not enough. Not at all. Because if we just say that, then we're doing it not out of love or mercy, we're doing it out of obligation. Because there's nothing to base that mercy on. There's nothing to base that sharing on. And that's not what God wants. So how do we give joyfully? How do we show mercy? There has to be something more, and I'd like to suggest what that more is. First of all, we have to realize that God, through Christ Jesus, first gave to us It's not about us giving, but first God gave to us so that we now can give. You know John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he, what? Gave. He gave his son. You see, we have a God who is always willing to give and give. And we talked about that on the first week, how he gives us all of these blessings for our enjoyment, our use, Paul tells the Roman Christians that God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I I think it's so remarkable that God doesn't say to each of us, you change and I'll forgive you. I love you as you are, is what God says to us. He doesn't love our sin but he loves the person. He loves each of us. And Christ died for that. In 2 Corinthians, it says, you will be enriched in every way. That's what God's desire is. So that what? Not just for ourselves, but so that we can be generous on every occasion. And through us, through that generosity, it's going to result in, in thanksgiving to God. In Ephesians, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. That's how generous God is. He just gives and gives so that we can give. Secondly, if we want to joyfully give, we have to realize that God blesses us so that we can be a blessing. In the first book of the Bible, the the 12th chapter, God is talking about that. He, He talks to his people and he says, I'm going to make you into a great nation and I'm going to bless you. But why? Not just for our own use. So he makes us great so that we can be a blessing to others. I say it this way, I have been blessed to be a blessing. You have been blessed to be a blessing. Everyone who has been given much, this is God's promise, 
Much will be demanded. Uh, We live in a country of abundance. We are so blessed. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked of him. We have a higher calling to be the people of God and share those gifts. In the book of Malachi, it really puts people on the spot. It, it says if we're not sharing, if we're not generous, we're not bringing in the tithe, we're really cheating God. God said, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that they may be food in my house. And he says, test me in this. Try me out. See if I won't be faithful to you. See if I won't throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessings, you won't have enough room for it. The third way that we can joyfully give is in gratitude for God's love. God loved us. We talked about that. He paid the price for our sins. Now, I don't give. I don't share my blessings with others so I can earn eternal life. But I do do it out of gratitude for what God has done for me. 1 John says we love because God in Christ Jesus first loved us. Before I came to Texas, almost 30 years ago, I served a congregation in Maryland. And in Maryland, we had an adult handicapable class. They had some group homes around our church, and they could walk to our church. And there was one lady there that really had wonderful sermons to me. Her name was Dorothy. Uh, Dorothy was... Um, virtually nonverbal. But you could understand Dorothy because she had learned some signs. She knew coffee, grinding, okay? She knew Coke, see, drink, you know? She learned in Bible study there at the church, Jesus, Jesus, the, the nail prints. And she learned love. And one Sunday morning, She came up for communion, and in those days, we were not giving communion to anyone until they had been confirmed. And even though they were adults, they had never been confirmed. And I went, and I gave Dorothy her blessing, and I went to the next person, and she grabbed me. And she looked at me, and I understood what she was saying, even though it was very difficult. She said, Pastor, Jesus loves me. I want Jesus for me. She wanted communion. And I tried to say, Dorothy, this is for people who are confirmed. She didn't understand that. (laughs) And I was trying, and I just kind of passed to the next person, and I looked back at Dorothy, and she kept saying, Jesus for me. Jesus for me. And she was crying. I went to my elders that next evening. And I said to them, if somebody has that much faith, I don't care if they've been confirmed or not. If they love God that much and they want him, I'm not going to pass them by for communion. 
Thankfully, they agreed with me or I wouldn't be here today. I could have been kicked out. (laughs) A few months later, Dorothy spoke to me again. She was working for the Lighthouse for the Blind. She made 25 cents an hour sorting things. But by now, she had learned the love of Jesus. She was receiving communion. And she also understood about giving. And every Sunday, she would come to church with 50 cents for a Coke and 50 cents for the offering plate. And she always had a big smile on her face. One one morning, their teacher was ill, and one of my elders, we call them lay ministers here, one of my elders sat down with the class, and it came to offering time. And they were passing the offering, and Dorothy put in her 50 cents, and sitting right next to her with the elder, and she handed the plate to him, and he went to pass it on to the next person. And Dorothy got up from her seat and walked around grabbed the offering plate and went back to him (laughs) and said, for Jesus, for Jesus. And she wasn't going to stop. And this poor man, he was trying to share with her that his offering was with his wife on the other side of the church. (laughs) And she she kept saying, and and he kept saying, "My, my wife has it. And he kept, she said, no, you, for Jesus, you, for Jesus. And it wasn't mean-spirited. She had this big smile on her face because she had learned that wonderful gift of sharing. She had such a joy about her. You know, I said in the first week, I've never seen a joyful miser. I've never seen a joyful miser. Someone who is always hoarding, hanging on to everything they have, don't have joy in their lives. But I've seen a lot of joyful givers. And Dorothy was one of them. You know, in in a little while, it's going to be time for you to make a pledge, if you want to. Uh, We've handed out those cards. Please, if you're a visitor here, this is for our congregation, okay? And what I want to urge you to do today is pray about that. Because I believe that God will lead you and challenge yourself. You know, what it says in 2 Corinthians... Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. I think that's the first aspect of really giving. Go back to God. Pray to Him. Ask Him what He wants to do. Talk with your spouse. Talk with your family. And then look at what it says. I think this is so important. Not reluctantly. Not under compulsion. God loves a cheerful giver. I really get angry over churches that try to guilt their members into giving more. I don't believe that's a godly way. In fact, I think that was one of the reasons for the Reformation, for Luther's Reformation. It was about money. The leaders were trying to scare the people into buying indulgences to get into heaven. And the Word of God says, no, we are saved by faith. God wants us to do this joyfully in response to knowing Him as Lord and Savior. And when we do that, 
Then we bring worship to God. We bring honor to God. I was in a Lutheran church one time, and they had the offering plate in the back. And I asked the pastor, why, why do you gather the offering before the people come in? Why don't, why don't you gather it during the worship service? And he said, well, we don't want to put any of our guests on the spot. And I don't either. If you're a guest here today, I'm sorry about that. But this is for the members because it's an act of worship. And it has to be part of our worship service. Because it's not just putting money into the plate. We're dedicating our lives, making a commitment to God. In the book of Hebrews, God says, Don't, do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. The people that they were writing to were used to animal sacrifices to take away their sins. And they're saying, you know what really pleases God? Is when we share with one another. When we use our time and talent and treasures. And then in Philippians it says, these things are a fragrant offering. An acceptable sacrifice. This is pleasing to God. So this morning as you step forward for the pledge walk, there's a basket right here in the middle. And as our choir is singing, if you'd like to make a pledge, time, talent, or treasures, I invite you to step forward any time during that song and then just drop it in there. If you're not ready today to do that, any time during the week, and if you're our guest, please, this is for our members. We want to serve you here today. But please do that out of joy because of what God has done for you. I'd like to pray about that right now. Heavenly Father, you are a God who just loves and cares for us. You give us so many blessings each and every day, and we thank and praise you for that. And Lord, now out of gratitude, out of thanksgiving for everything you've done for us, we might want to make a commitment to you because you have challenged us to share with others. Because when we share with others, that's like a fragrant offering. It, it is something good and acceptable. It smells pleasing to you. So, Lord God, we ask that you help us this day to be the people you want us to be. We ask all of this in the most precious name of Jesus, who has given us forgiveness, life, and all of his fullness now and into eternity. In his most precious name, all God's people say, Amen. Amen.